0: okay you know i'm actually in like a good state of mind and heart posture right now
1: i think i am too thank you god (sighs) yeah it's not me i feel like we never i'm telling you are this day I was so tired all day like like lethargic and not feeling it Mm -hmm. and I was like "Mm -hmm." yeah like I was like not that I was going to cancel on you but I was like I don't think I'm going to be up to yeah whatever when I see her but then maybe it was a little power nap I got so maybe it was that I don't know Lord knew I needed it so a little bit of rest yeah do you want to introduce that? oh sure Hello and welcome to week three of our Advent series, where today we're going to be talking about joy. I almost forgot for a second we <laughs> were on. So, as a reminder, Advent is just a time. Oh, well, it's just a time to anticipate and look forward to Christmas and celebrating the birth of Christ and what that means for us as Christians. And so, if you have missed our other podcasts um, over. Hope. hope and peace then you should go back and listen to those yeah they turned out pretty
0: good i don't mean that in like a i don't mean that in a conceited way i just as editing everything i'm like wow like in the moment i can tell god is speaking through yeah. us but also listening back to what like after it's edited or as i'm editing i'm like wow because it's stuff that i am reminded of again once i'm editing yeah. By God. And it's not like I'm even hearing myself speak. I'm just hearing what God has been telling me. Yeah. And it's so it's it's good stuff. So I really definitely really definitely I definitely recommend listening to those. Okay, so I'm gonna go first. So we're gonna do what'd you say? Joy. Okay. <laughs>
1: I have both <laughs> <of> on. Them.
0: <laughs> Okay. Um so as I was telling Anna earlier A lot of this, like, in my notes, I typed out more in my notes this time than I usually do, like, with full sentences. So, um, I was rereading it today, and I think I'm just going to read my notes for the most part. But then as God leads me to stop and say something else, I will. Um, Or if I need to, like, I don't know, you know, Holy Spirit lead. So, um, I'm pulling mine from Luke chapter 2, verses 8 through 10. And my overall statement... It's yours over that. I
1: got some similar verses. Okay,
0: they're not. It's not the same though. Okay, my overall statement is: when we see God's glory, we can either fear it and run away, or we can draw closer, listen to what His glory is showing us, and find joy. So Luke two eight through ten says, and in the same region there were shepherds out in the field keeping watch over their flock by night, and an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them. Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. So, I literally have read this passage a thousand freaking times in my entire life. Like, who knows how many times I've actually read this passage. A lot. But when I read it this time, in, like, because whenever we do these Advent um, or any topical type podcast episode, I go in, like, for instance, with this, I just read the Christmas story looking for joy. Like, all I did was look for joy. How do I see joy in this? And then I just kind of let God tell me if, you know, what direction to go with that. Um, And that's what happened here. But when I read this, the very, like, I literally didn't even read past this. I just started reading. Just started reading, like, seconds ago. And God put this statement in my head that um, we can either fear God's glory and run away or we can draw closer to it and listen to him through the glory that's being shown. And we can find true joy th- through that. Wow. And it was like, oh, he just put that thing in my head like it was nothing to him. And I was like, for me to come up with those words on my own, it would, it would take a lifetime for me to even come up with that. Like, how to find true joy. So, I'm going to give you some examples of what I mean by fear in, in at least... For this specific little devotional or Bible study, what I mean. So, fear could be fear of the world rejecting you and you being humiliated as a Christian. Fear of not being in control of your life anymore and having to give that control up to someone else, meaning God in this sense. Fear that your future is unknown if you do follow God, in the sense that you have no clue where God will take you and that you'll just have to trust Him in that. Fear of persecution and trials because, because of your beliefs. And kind of along with that would be fear of losing people you love and are close to because of your beliefs. So these are some common things that we as Christians face, um, especially since we live in a world that is just so just against living a godly life. Mm -hmm. And it's always been like that. It's not just this time era. But um, so those are just a few things. And you can insert your own fears here of being a Christian. And those are just some that I thought of. So I just have a quick statement, and um, or a quick little thing that I'm going to read here, and we'll see if God leads me to say anything else. When we draw close to God and listen to what He has to say, we find joy. Listening to God is different than just hearing what He has to say and walking away. Listening is hearing what He has to say and actually pondering and meditating on it. There is an additional act to the hearing part of it. It's applying it. We must listen to God and think about what he is and has shown us and told us personally as we read his word and talk to him. We must think about these things as we go about our daily mundane tasks. And when we, excuse me, when we start glorifying God during our daily and weekly to do's based off of all of these things that we have heard from him personally, we will find peace and joy. Just as we see in the passage we read in Luke chapter two, there is joy found when the shepherds listened to what God was saying. So, I guess that's pretty much all I had because whenever I read that, the shepherds, I mean, an angel appeared, heavenly hosts were singing, praising God, and that's obviously God's glory. That's like literally God's glory right Mm -hmm. in front of their face. And yes, they were afraid at first, but then they realized there's no need to be afraid. The angel just said that, you know, there's no need to be afraid. And once they started listening to what the angel was saying, they were hearing... Mm -hmm what was actually going on behind the surface. And then they found joy um, because they got to meet the king himself. Like, they got to meet King Jesus. Yeah. And they had that hope before they even arrived to meet King Jesus that we're going to go meet King Jesus right now. And and joy came from listening to God through through God being glorified. They listened to that. They listened to what was happening behind the surface, and they found joy. So I guess just to apply it to your own life, you know, you can you can turn away from God and His glory um, because of what the world is saying or because of fear of rejection or because from others here on earth or because of this, that, and the other. Mm-hmm. Or you can look at God's glory and say, okay, yes, I'm scared, but also let's at least look at it and analyze what's going on. What is God actually saying? Like, what is the big picture here? Who is God? Why did He create me? You know, ask these questions that it's like, why did he bring us to life? Why Why did we need a savior in the first place? Who is Jesus? How is he the son of God? Who is the Holy Spirit? Asking these basic foundational questions about Christianity. And then seeing. Like that's all glorifying God. All of it is. Yeah. And once you actually find the answers to these things. As time goes on. You're going to see that there's true joy that can be found in that. And nothing else can bring joy like that can. Like a relationship with God that you get from all of that. So that's all I had it was
1: very quick and simple but wow <laughs> <laughs> i like that though i mean that's that's so true and that's not that's see i read well i also referenced luke 2 10 but that's not where i the direction i took that verse so yeah it's just cool to hear how like where the lord took you with that mm-hmm. and then um i don't know i like the I, I had never thought about that verse that way yeah i, ha- I had neither.
0: yeah yeah so i was like in my entire life like a whole lifetime would could go by and i would never think that up on my own yeah like but it's true i mean every word of that was true i mean if you just
1: think about it in your own personal life anyway what you got so um i started off by i looked up the um definition of joy So, joy is defined per dictionary.com as the emotion of great delight or happiness caused by something exceptionally good or satisfying, keen pleasure, elation. And then the second definition was a source or cause of keen pleasure or delight, something or someone greatly valued or appreciated. Mm. Um, So, thinking about that definition, um, I'm going to read Luke 2.10 and 11, um, which says, And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy, which that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of, savi- city of David, a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. Um, the reason I started off with that verse is because I thought about um, the angels, or the, the shepherds were fearing. And they had um, a lot of fear in their hearts. Well, I kind of took it in a similar direction, actually. Okay, so thinking about the fear that these shepherds, and then like the Israelites for thousands of years had before Jesus mm-hmm. came... And waiting for the Messiah to eventually come. So I'm just going to read what I wrote. It's going to make more sense. <laughs> That's why I didn't mind that way too. Yep. So for hundreds of years, the Israelites had looked forward to the coming of the Messiah. He was foretold long ago, and yet year after year they waited. They were people who suffered a great deal in captivity, in hopeful anticipation that they would one day be set free. They waited in faith and hope that one day the Savior of the world would come. Their joy and hope didn't come from their current situation because the Lord knows they didn't have it easy. Um, And oftentimes the Israelites especially found, uh, they had a hard time finding joy in their situation. Mm -hmm. They grumbled and complained a lot as we do today. But all throughout scripture, we see examples of ones who waited joyfully for what the Lord would do, that he would do what he had promised and that was sending his son. There's so many examples of people who just had so much joy in their situations in their circumstances um joseph comes to mind for one um but the two i'm going to be talking about today in relation to the christmas story as well are anna and simeon so i'm going to start in luke chapter 2 verse 22 um which starts off by saying and when the time came for their purification meaning mary and jesus according to the law of moses they brought him up to jerusalem to present him to the lord Now there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon, and this man was righteous and devout, waiting for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit was upon him. And it had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. I'm going to stop there for a second. And just like as I was reading this, I was reflecting and thinking about the great joy that Simeon must have felt when he finally got to see this promised child, right? Because this is after Israel has been waiting for so long. And then after the 400 years of prophetic silence, mm-hmm. like at, and then like Simeon himself has like received from the Holy Spirit this promise that he wouldn't die before he saw this child. But he was getting up there in years, and I'm sure, not that he would have doubted the Lord or lost hope, but maybe he would have started to question a little bit. And right. so I can't imagine the gratefulness of joy that he felt when he finally got to see this, this baby. Like how he must have felt knowing the Savior of the world was finally upon this earth. So Simeon rejoiced after years of faithfully waiting at this promise finally fulfilled. And we can see here that he's humble in his, his rejoicing, simply thanking God for this gift that he was privileged, privileged enough to be a part of before he died. That like he got to be there like to see the Messiah when he was merely days old. He got to hold the light of the world, the King of Kings, and the one who would bring salvation to all of us in his arms. That would be so cool. Which is just crazy. I can't imagine what he must have been feeling as he looked at this little baby. He got to see his face and marvel at this little baby who is there to defeat death and save all of mankind. And then like he makes this prophetic statement even where he's he's talking about. I mean he just he blesses God and he says you're letting your servant depart in peace. Like he's, he's finally at peace and he's rejoicing that he can die peacefully. Um, knowing that. Like this, Jesus came for all too, which I, which I love. Ficking mm-hmm. back up in verse 33 and his father and mother marveled at what was said about him and Simeon blessed them and said to Mary, his mother, behold, this child is appointed for the fall and rising of many in Israel. And for a sign that is opposed and a sword will pierce through your own soul also. So that mm-hmm. so that thoughts from many hearts may be revealed.
0: That's so good.
1: I know. So like though, like, and then I, I thought about Mary in this moment and though these words might've somewhat scared her. Because, after all, like, he's talking about her newborn baby boy. Mm-hmm. And that's a very foreboding declaration that right. Samhain's just made to her. But, like, even through that can come rejoicing. Mary mm-hmm. could reflect on in that moment the great purpose that her son, like, that her son Jesus had mm-hmm. upon his life. Um, and, therefore, like, it brought rejoicing to her in that moment. And it's, it can bring rejoicing to to us today because these words have now proven to be true like we are living in a time after all this has happened after Jesus has come and died on the cross and defeated death and risen again to give us hope and so because of what Jesus did for us through his life of ministry and through his death on the cross we can rejoice today we can have great hope and joy every single day knowing that we live in a time where we can know Jesus as our personal savior and have him walk with us um through whatever we face day to day so um, moving on to verse 36. And there was a prophetess, Anna, the daughter of Phanuel, of the tribe of Asher. She was advanced in years, having lived with her husband seven years from when she was a virgin, and then as a widow until she was 84. She did not depart from the temple, worshiping and fasting and prayer night and day. And coming at, up at that very hour, she began to give thanks to God and to speak of him to all who were waiting for the redemption of Jerusalem. So, like, these people waited for so long, so faithfully. Anna was faithful, rejoicing first and foremost in her work for the Lord without complaint. Like she went about her day, her days for years and years and years, never leaving the temple, doing what the Lord had commanded her to do. And then finally, the Lord, therefore, the Lord blessed her with his great gift of getting to see the special little baby who would change the world. And then she went out and she spread her joy to those around her. She went out and she began to speak to him, uh, speak of him to all who were waiting for the redemption of Jerusalem like all these people out there waiting in hopeful anticipation and Anna got to be the one to bring them like this this news of joy after they waited for so long in fear and and then they were finally able to see that like like, redemption is coming Um, so she didn't keep it to herself because she knew that all of creation had been waiting on this redemption Um, we're going to go to Romans 8 I've been in Romans a lot and that's like on these podcasts lately and that's just because that's what we've been going through um at the college ministry i go to on tuesday night Dang. but it's good stuff so i'm gonna start in verse 19 <laughs> sarah's got a lot of notes in her bible well romans was oh, the very romans. first book i went through this year like at the very beginning of 2023 mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I, yeah anyway go ahead
0: <laughs> there's just a lot so i'm gonna start
1: in verse 19 um it might take me i I might read to the end of the chapter, just bear with me. Um, <clears throat> don't skip, this is God's word. That's right. Okay. So, Romans eight nineteen starts off by saying, For the creation waits with eager longing for the revealing of the sons of God. For the creation was subjected to futility, not willingly, but because of him who subjected it in hope, that the creation itself will be set free from its bondage to corruption and obtain the freedom of the glory of the children of God. So God, like, creation itself groaned in waiting for this Messiah. And it now groans to be redeemed completely one day when Jesus comes back as well. Mm -hmm. For we know that the whole creation has been groaning together in the pains of childbirth until now. And not only the creation, but we ourselves, who have the first fruits of the Spirit, groan inwardly as we wait eagerly for adoption as sons, the redemption of our bodies. And like us today as Christians, we face so many things day to day. We suffer and we have fears and we have anxieties and all this. But we can rejoice knowing that Jesus is coming back.
0: Um,
1: Verse 24. For in this hope we were saved. Now hope that is seen is not hope. For who hopes for what he sees? But if we hope for what we do not see, we wait for it with patience. Likewise, the Spirit helps us in our weakness, for we do not know what to pray for as we ought, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. And he who searches the heart knows what is in the mind of the Spirit, because the Spirit intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. And there's rejoicing in that, knowing that we don't have to suffer through this alone, that the Holy Spirit is with us every single day, and that he is interceding on our behalf constantly. And we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good, for those who are called according to his purpose. For those whom he foreknew, he also pre- predestined to be conformed to the image of his Son in order that he might be the firstborn among many brothers. And those whom he predestined, he also called, and those whom he called, he also justified, and those whom he justified, he also glorified. What then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own Son, but gave him up for us all, how, he, uh, how will he not also be? With him graciously give us all things. Who shall bring any charge against God's elect? It is God who justifies. Who is it to condemn? Christ Jesus is the one who died. More than that, who is raised. Who is at the right hand of God. Who indeed is interceding for us. Who shall, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? As it is written, for your sake we were all we are all being killed all the day long. For we are regarded as sheep to be slaughtered. No, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am sure that neither death, nor life, nor angels, angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. And in that, friends, is just such great rejoicing. We can rejoice in that truth that Jesus is with us. He came as this little baby to um, take care of, to defeat death, to redeem all of creation, to bring us to himself so that we one day could exist and bring glory to him. But we don't have to do this by ourselves. The Holy Spirit is with us day after day. Mm -hmm. Jesus himself is at the right hand of the Father now interceding on our behalf. And in that can come such great joy. And so I just hope that you guys remember that as we um, continue to... Um, get closer and closer to christmas just reflect on what this little baby who came like what he did for us it's just crazy That was good that's all i
0: got that was my favorite one yet out of the ones that we've done me too yeah Ooh, thank you lord so now we're going to read our texts like we've been doing in the past couple weeks for these advent episodes we forgot to Mentioned that at the beginning of this if you are new here but what we've been doing is we've been reaching out to a few people and asking them two questions about the topic that we're going to be speaking about in whatever week we're on in the episode of the podcast and then we're going to read their answers on here just to kind of get a new perspective a fresh perspective um i guess a fresh perspective based off of similar beliefs because they are christians as well yeah um Yeah, and they are people who might be what we call newer Christians, like baby Christians, or maybe more mature Christians. Um, It just, it could be anything. So, um, this week with Joy, we asked um, some people about what, what they believe. Hold on. Wowza. My brain stopped working suddenly. Okay, so we asked them, what does Joy mean to you? Just in a general sense. And my first person said, Joy is a mindset and a lifestyle. It is in no way dependent on my circumstances. I believe that joy is also an attribute of God that is made available to us through the Holy Spirit. Sounds really good. Mm-hmm. I like that answer a lot. It's just very straightforward, but hits every um, point that yeah. you, you know. Um, yeah, anyway. And then when it comes to the next question, it was, what does joy mean to you when thinking about the birth of Jesus Christ? And this is her answer. She said, when Jesus was born, the earth got to experience joy. And now believers are to live in joy while awaiting his second coming. I've also gotten to experience joy through different things that God has gifted me with, like my family, my friends, and my church family. So that's good. And both
1: answers covered everything we've been talking about. Yeah. Okay, so my first one. Um, when I asked them what joy meant to them, they said, Joy means to be content within your soul despite circumstances because of the Lord. It is different from happiness in that it isn't temporary. It's long-lasting. Joy lasts even whenever things in life may get hard, but there's still hope that everything will work out and that the Lord has his hand in it. Joy is a way of life, not just a feeling. Which mm. is very true. It's good. Yeah, it's a good reminder, too. It's good. And then when asking them what um, joy meant to them when thinking about the birth of Christ, they said, when thinking about the birth of Christ, there is joy to be had because of the promise of salvation. It is such a joyous promise that it should be lasting, and Christ's birth changed everything. Because of him, we are able to live a life filled with joy that passes all understanding. I am joyful because of Jesus' birth and how it meant that he sacrificed his life so that I may not be separated from God and that I would be able to dwell with him more intimately. That's why there is joy in Christ's birth. That's good.
0: Okay, so my second person... <clears throat> I love this person. (laughs) Okay, so... I mean, I love every person that I texted. I don't mean that bad. I just...
1: (laughs) Sarah only loves this one. Yeah,
0: just this one. Um, What does joy mean to you? He said, Joy is pure happiness, happiness that is unaffected by what troubles life brings. Joy is peace, peace that can only be given by God. It is a glimpse of what we should expect. Joy is love. And then when referring to the birth of Jesus, he said... He has given us a gift that can never be paid for or or earned. Wow, my southern came out. Hold on. (laughs) Paid for or earned. I'm going to restart. He has given us a gift that can never be paid for or earned. It is a gift that knows no bounds. That gift brings the greatest joy there is. Without Jesus, we would fall into despair and not know joy for what it truly is, a selfless
1: gift. So my second person, when asking him what joy means to him, he said, happiness is a rush of positive feelings, but joy is an underlying peaceful, positive state that is there regardless of circumstances. And then when asking him what joy means to him when thinking about the birth of Christ, he said, because Jesus was the son of God and went on to die for my sins, I can have joy for two reasons. First, one day I know I'll get to be with him and others forever in a wonderful place called heaven. Second, I can turn to him through the power of the Holy Spirit any time of the day or night, and he cares for me, listens, and is my friend. So I am never alone or without hope.
0: Okay, so my last person only answered one of the two questions. She's a busy bee. So I'll tell you her her joke answer, the first one. Um, what does Joy mean to you? She said... She's a teacher. She said, since I'm standing on the playground watching my fifth graders at recess right now, joy would mean a real cup of coffee in a Hallmark movie far away from these little rugrats.
1: (laughs) (laughs) was so real.
0: From these little rugrats. But that's not what my real answer would be. So let me think on it. But her other answer um, was, I think she just told me over the phone one day. So it was a very quick little thing. But what came to her mind in the moment, she said, the most joyful thing I can think of or, so, this is not her definition of joy, but it's what would bring her the most joy um, right now, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. She said, the most joyful thing I can think of is to know my children have accepted Christ and are serving Him.
1: Hmm.
0: So, that was the other one. But, yeah. So, those are, I think that's all we got for that, right? Yeah. Cool. <laughs> so, we um, we have one more episode after this. We're actually about to record it. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah for well not one total
1: i just won for this year no one this is our last podcast because it's the last podcast guys we're <laughs> done <laughs> <time. laughs> after six months we're out has it been
0: long? i think so since Line, june yeah something like that yeah um so this is our last one of well no 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 the next one will be the last one of, of 2023. 2023 um so but you need to go listen to that it'll be about there's left. more to come in 2024 we have no idea what is coming in 2024 but the lord does (laughs) (laughs) okay (laughs) i hope you guys have a good week um merry early christmas and yeah okay share this with a friend or a family member bye bye